Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Simon Anthony and Torty Talks. I believe it is fair to say this is hardly Torty Talks anymore, but Covid croaks. My apologies, but uh, <laughs> it's not easy creating podcasts when you can barely think. Please get something from the following. I don't know if this is a good idea, but I'm doing it anyway. Uh, I'm leaving the building. I have a mask. I have shoes on and socks. That's three things I haven't done in about two months. Four things. Yeah, all right. Well, I suspect the road layout's pretty much the same as it was. Um, uh, I think the pavement's somewhat bumpier than it used to be, and certainly more windy. I am still breathless. (coughs) (coughs) I still have a cough, I still have a sore throat. But it's been two bloody months. So, surely I can't still have the bloody thing. I'm just suffering the effects. But nobody knows. Nobody knows, and I am getting fat. <laughs> Noticeably sufficient that I notice. And I don't like it. I don't think I'm going to lose a great deal of weight by walking to the chemist. But, uh, or pharmacy. But you never can tell. Uh, I'm not enjoying it at all yet. It's hot as well, but there you go. I haven't got much of an idea about anything, frankly. And I haven't got the breath to think about it, so I'll stop talking. Well, thank you very much for calling me uh, calling me back. Sorry to keep bothering you, but I am still ill. It's now been getting on for three months. I, 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 I can't believe this is COVID, and nobody else seems to have COVID for three months, but uh, um, I, I, and I vary so very much during the day. I was uh, quite bright this morning, but uh, uh, when I pick the phone up, I discover my head's fogged up and um, uh, it, it, that, that, that changes hugely throughout the day. Sometimes I practically go catatonic, uh, which frightens my wife. Um, <laughs> she thought I might have had a stroke, but I don't think that gets better later on during the day. Um, so I, I've, uh, but anyway, um, I've d- d- developed uh, a, a occasional uh, muscle pain in my right shoulder, uh, and uh, that has been really quite debilitating. And then for a couple of days, that went away. Yesterday, I developed completely appalling lower back pain. I've still got it today, and um, that, that varies as well. But it means I have difficulty actually physically moving at all. And now, is this a corona symptom at all? After that lengthy speech, out of which I have removed the doctor's comments... She asked me about my back pain and had it moved down my leg. I said no, so I wasn't about to die. Arms, I feel tingly every so often. It's difficult for me to tie it down because normally when that happens, my brain has shut down. Um, uh, so lower, lower arms and hands. Don't seem to ever develop a temperature.
I also quite often have uh, great pressure on the chest and, and wheezing. But uh, yesterday, I did not have it at all. Um, I got it a bit again today. Uh, I develop an extraordinarily uh, raspy, sore throat that again comes and goes. I, I have no idea what's going on. And um, uh, it's, it's, it's getting frightening and, and disabling. I have windows of, of, of great ability mentally, but they, then they shut down shortly. And I've got another eight hours of comatose idiocy. Uh, which is, you know, uh, I, I, that doesn't sound like COVID to me, but I have, I don't know. So, uh, you know, I suspect your receptionist said I ought to take a test. I asked if uh, the antibody was available because I believe the swab, not only is it highly variable, but also only works. Um, so the website that I go to says uh, within the first five days, well, it's been three months. So I, I, I don't know why it should stop working after three, uh, five days, but, but uh, antibody tests, um, I went onto the site and uh, it doesn't appear to have been opened up to um, the general public and I couldn't find the right button to press. But then again, my brain has shut down. <laughs> I heard a comment about a 119 accidentally on the television. I thought I misheard. It was 111, 119's a new one. And they don't advertise it particularly well, do they? She then said she'd do an antibody blood test for us, but wasn't entirely sure how to do it, as we were the first people to ask for it. She then said I should phone 119 and uh, see if I could get a, uh, a test done via them, though. Um, and said, though, if I couldn't, I should come back and try with them. She pointed out that the tests were uh, not necessarily 100% accurate, though. An interesting point she made was that if you took painkillers before exercising for uh, getting rid of the aches and pains, uh, it was a, a very good idea because they relax the muscles. Uh, as well as relieve the pain. And in fact, if you do exercise without relieving, without relaxing the muscles, you can cause yourself greater pain. I didn't know that. Indeed, making this uh, pull together of the doctor's comments reminds me I should be taking paracetamol to relax the muscles all the time. Uh, yes, I can cope with the pain, but it's very irritating. I should do that. Indeed, I should also be doing exercises, but only after taking the relaxants. I pointed out that I'm very, very tired, indeed knackered, so how can I do this? But apparently the movements are very simple, so not a great stress. So maybe I'll, I will uh, forego my lifelong hatred of exercise and try. Okay, thank you. Um, my, uh, uh, I'm, I'm effectively sort of falling asleep during this conversation. Is is that COVID or is that something else? Her answer to that was she didn't know because COVID is such a new thing. Nobody's got a clue. And so I said... Uh, this, this, this wild change in my symptoms is most disconcerting. I'd like to put put this on record as as if it is COVID I've got. 
as one of the major symptoms <laughs> for people to know about. Because I think if people don't mention it, it doesn't get onto the website. Government website only lists three symptoms as being indicators of COVID possibility. Um, they, they've added sense of taste, which again with me comes and goes. The website mentions three things, um, only one of which I've got, and they've added that one um, uh, two months in. She referred me to the answer she gave earlier. It's new and they don't know. The list of ailments grows. The government site puts me off by saying you don't have the right things. Also, I'm not uh, a projected person and... Um, uh, oh yeah, final final question. Uh, um, uh, how long uh, should I stay in lockdown for other people's safety? Not that I got the strength to go anywhere, but we need shopping every so often. She pointed out that the government says uh, two weeks. Huh, that was years ago, and I'm still sick, so I'm not sure about that. Um, then she said, phone 119 and see if you can get a blood test or something else. And, um, well... <laughs> So I phoned 119 and um, they said, um, oh, we don't do blood tests. We only do swabs. OK, fine. So we'll do that then. Then they said, are you, um, what's this pain in your shoulder thing? Oh, crikey, this sounds a bit frightening. Um, we, well, That could be a blood clot. Better get an ambulance round. And I thought, oh, for Pete's sake. Um, so they did indeed send an ambulance round. Uh, it was going to be just a person on a moped but those few people weren't easily available but the ambulance apparently was um they turned up and said oh good thank you there's something for us to do we've been sitting around doing nothing all day wow well that's good news so i was pleased about that and then i tried uh, um, measuring my temperature and um, i discovered i don't have a low temperature i have a broken thermometer so i've just ordered a new one um the situation then is that the um, the tests um, can only be swab tests. There is a possibility that they will measure um, um, viruses that have died, in inverted commas, not that viruses ever alive, um, even after five days, um, because the website says you can only take these tests if um, you've been infected for only five days. Now, the weird thing is that um, nobody mentions that anywhere but on the website. So, fine, okay, right, I'll take it. They sent the things, and then I discuss at length, following this chat, what happened next. I'm more living in the distant future today than I ever have in my entire life. This is utterly insane. Uh, the technology I've been playing with and the facilities I've got are stuff I've dreamt of or didn't have the, uh, uh, the imagination to dream of um, for over 50 years. And it's happening in four hours. Well, it's happening again in four hours. It happened last in uh, the mid-1970s. Uh, a rocket taking off. 
and I can see the thing. I'm looking at it now. It's. I've just um, watched a, a, an interview at Tim Dodd, the everyday astronaut, made with Elon Musk and the uh, and the administrator of NASA, and he felt about that interview and being there the same way I would if I was there. He makes it personal and that's really quite wonderful to, 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 to be that close to it is, uh, you know, even, even though, you know, on the other side of the planet, well, the other half of the planet, it's... Uh, and as, as a screensaver on the telly, we've got colour high definition images from the space station that these astronauts are about to go to. Oh, well. It's just, just stupid. I've been putting together chips and, and, and bits that I could have put together years ago but didn't. But I'm doing it now because I've got the time, mm -hmm. because of the lockdown. I've, I've managed to get software working that I never thought about before. And uh, the, the opportunities that I've got are astonishing. My throat's gone, so I can't do any, any voiceovers again. I'm still completely knackered. It's far too hot. But... It's beautiful weather. I mean, I love the look of it. And it's going to be clear enough to possibly actually see the rocket from here. At about 8.30 tonight. It takes off at about 8.15. Um, well, precisely at a, at a, 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 a time. Uh, oh, I don't even bear. Yeah, I <laughs> I've, I've forgotten. <laughs> yeah, see, it's uh, an hour and a bit until the crew arrive, so they're not actually sitting in it yet. That's uh, it's. I, I can watch absolutely all of it, but it's not being covered on television. I, at least I think it isn't. I must admit, I haven't looked. It, it, it. I would say should be. But I don't know. It's it's so around the world, all unexpected. Down, it's been on the news uh, talking about what's going to happen, but because of the the the, the nature of, uh, of of things these days, I haven't even looked to see if it would be on normal television. <sighs> Oh gosh, and uh, I'm not even sure how to do it. That's uh, it. The, the the world has changed so much. Stuff that I used to do without thinking is is now is now completely unusual. Now let me see. He's got oh <laughs> my favourite television program, <laughs> the repair shops, on at the same time. So they're not covering it live. But they're putting out an absolutely gorgeous programme that makes me cry when I watch it. <laughs>
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, may maybe it'll be covered by BBC News. Uh, no. No, it doesn't appear it's going to be. Well, there's nothing specific. But I've got at least one, possibly three, live, high-quality uh, uh, views of the thing that when I worked in television, you used to have to book months in advance and would only last for 20 minutes and would cost an arm and a leg uh, well, much more than that. And now it's on my lap for free. And the, the, the logic of that, I can understand. The, 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 the technological advances, I, I understand. And I've watched them happen. But it's nonetheless stunningly magic for all that. In fact, it is more magic that I know what has gone into this. In a, it, just in the ability to see what's going on, rather than, rather than any of the actual technology of uh, what's 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 in there. Although I know a bit of it, it's miraculous and jolly good. And later this week, <laughs> there's going to be the the first uh, flight, possibly, or it's expected, of of. Um, Starship Four, <laughs> so named because Elon likes that sort of thing, <laughs> and uh, then shortly after that, he's launching another sixty satellites this week as well, and we can see the satellites from here, probably, as 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 well. I ah, uh, this is so far beyond my wild imaginings. You know, if I wasn't ill, I'd be made ill by it. <laughs> it's just... It's just, you know, well, me as, a, me as a child would be as over the moon as I am now. <laughs> That's, uh... Sheesh. Uh, it's, it's just, just... It feels like the Apollo 11 launch all over again. Uh, it isn't. <laughs> it's not. Although it's going from the same launch pad. <sighs> In the same place, controlled from the same room. <laughs> and uh, there's a wonderful interview uh, uh, Tim Dodd had yesterday with... Uh, with Elon Musk and uh, the brand new NASA administrator, whose name I don't know, uh, was so tremendously exciting and personal, and with it and gorgeous and embarrassing and and tacky and <laughs> so much better than any of the major television channels are even attempting to achieve during the Corona lockdown. Of all the people in the world to go, he's the most valuable for the public to have a look. I mean, there are other people who can cover it as well, but he, he's the most, <laughs> the, the most, the, the, the most like me. <sighs> dreamlike doesn't cover it because I never managed to dream 
this imaginatively. And on top of that, there are crisps. I know, it's, 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 it's beyond imagining. I shall have some crisps. Thirty-something female, returning home from the rare, wild night out. A birthday party is the likely culprit. Her attire, high-waisted jeans and a crop top, suggests that she is likely still single, which could be the reason she is, in fact, so intoxicated. Once paired up, Thirty-somethings tend not to dress so vibrantly or get quite so inebriated, deeming it less necessary once they've attracted a mate. She climbs out of the Uber carefully and makes her way up the stairs. Now for the tricky part, finding the right key to enter her dwelling. A couple attempts and she's in. After removing her stilettos, it's straight to the kitchen. She needs water desperately but she cannot keep it down and makes a beeline for the restroom. Nonetheless, if there's one thing that can be said for drunk thirty-somethings, it's that they know when and where to vomit. You won't see them retching on a dance floor or in an Uber. That is a move displayed predominantly by twenty-somethings before they've reached maturity. She's even found a hair tie in time pulling her hair safely out of the way of the vomit. It's not her first rodeo. She is ejecting excess alcohol from her system, a biological response which will shield her from symptoms of alcohol poisoning, or, in lesser cases, simply feeling like hot garbage in the morning. And she's back on her feet, brushing her teeth, washing her face, even applying night cream. She is obviously smashed, yet still has the wherewithal to put on anti-wrinkle cream. This shows just how crucial it is for the survival of a woman in their thirties to not look old. Her brain is functioning at a much lower cognitive level than normal, yet it still knows that she cannot afford to appear wrinkled, as it will drive away potential mates. Now asleep, we see her tossing and turning through the night. Thirty-somethings aren't as adept at processing alcohol, and consuming it in excess can result in disrupted sleep patterns and multiple trips to the bathroom for urination, vomiting or both if she's really unlucky. She's back up. Merely half an hour has passed and she's reaching for the hair tie, signalling the need to expel more alcohol from her system. Even in this sleepy state, the thirty-something woman can locate her toilet in the darkness. Using a primitive form of echolocation, she bumps into the walls until the toilet is located by the echo of her voice, shouting, Damn it! It's a method unique to the drunk human. It appears she has moved the bath mat over to the toilet to offer some cushion for her kneecaps while she vomits. Again, remarkable survival skills specific to females of mating age. They cannot afford to be seen with bruises on their knees, or inappropriate assumptions could be drawn which may render them unsuitable as a mate. 
She's finished vomiting again and is up on her feet. The stumble back to the bed is typically a bit easier as the eyes have adjusted to the darkness despite the drunk thirty-something's lack of night vision. She's back in bed. She'll need her rest. Let's hope she stays put until the morning when the real battle begins. As dawn awakens the city of Los Angeles, our drunken thirty-something has metamorphosed overnight into a different animal, the hungover thirty-something. Close encounters with hungover thirty-somethings can be dangerous, and the state can last for days. Often, madness and anger accompanying the physical feelings of unwell, making them exceptionally threatening. This one does not appear to be an early riser, as the sun has now been up for hours, and still she seeks respite under the coverage of her duvet. She begins to stir, the eyes open, and, oh, they've closed again quite quickly. The hand comes to the forehead, a classic sign of discomfort in the frontal cortex, or a headache. She is really struggling, as indicated by her curling up into the fetal position, a classic sign of defeat, exhibited by the thirty-something in this hungover state. Her other arm extends, reaching out for her water glass, but it appears to have been knocked over by her cat in the middle of the night, and is now empty. If she wants water, she's going to have to get up and walk to the watering hole more commonly known around here as the Britta. This is one of the most challenging moves for a hungover thirty-something, standing up. Let's see if she's up to the task. She's wavering a bit. And success! She's on her feet, headed straight for the coffee maker. Looks like she might survive this day after all.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Simon Anthony and Torty Talks.